Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, she is an HR consultant that will help you as the business owner from wanting to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Dr. Juanita Webb, the owner of J. Webb Consulting. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be here. And for visitors who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I'm Juanita Webb, and I'm the owner of J. Webb Consulting. I provide human resource consulting services for small, medium-sized, large businesses, depending on the services that they need, um, trying to help businesses comply with the many HR regulations that come into play every year. Uh, yeah, we know that there are many more coming this year. Um, and I provide training expertise as well as investigation services and so just a number of HR related topics that I can assist with. Why did you get into this? Because I couldn't handle what you do. <laughs> I mean, I look at this and I go, this is people and I don't people well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I enjoy being with people and interacting with people. And I think right. that's why I've always kind of gravitated to the area of HR. I've mm. been in HR my entire career in uh, some way, shape or form. Right. Every time I've been in a position, um, it's had the HR component with it. Right. And it's really great to get to deal with so many different businesses mm -hmm and to get to interact with their employees, their executives, and just have that opportunity to help them overcome some of the challenges from an HR perspective. So. Why did you go into consulting in the first place? I mean, was there a problem you're trying to solve? Um, actually, it was because of a transition in my own life. Um, oh. I had been with an organization and my contract was not renewed with that organization. Oh. And so I reached out to a friend who I knew had a consulting business here in town and just mentioned that I, you know, if she knew of anyone who was looking for someone in the HR arena, about 15 minutes later, she called me back and she said, yes, I'm looking for someone. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't hold up her hand high enough. She huh? couldn't get it high enough, fast enough. And so I, I went to work with her and have kind of expanded on my own. Right. I've always had my own business. I was an independent consultant for her right. and then have continued to grow my own business on the side with additional clients um, and have really expanded that since COVID. Right. Uh, COVID was a real boon uh, to increase because so many companies needed HR assistance during that time. How so? so? Uh, every situation that came right. up for COVID, you right. know, the leaves of absence or, you know, when does an employee have to be tested or can I take their temperature? Right. Just answering those kinds of day-to-day -day questions that HR staff needed to know but didn't have the time because they were dealing with all of the HR issues right. related to COVID and they needed to know what the new laws were, the regulations were, right. and that's where I stepped in to provide that assistance. Fundamentally, you could have stayed with the company that terminated your contract and gone to work for another company. Absolutely. But instead, 
you decided to become a consultant and set up your own shingle instead. Why was that fit perfect for you when there's a lot of HR professionals that would much rather be employees and work for a business? You know, it's interesting you asked that question, Michael, because I just recently had an experience at a client that reminded me again <laughs> why, you did why I did this, right? Um, about five years ago, I w went to a client's and they asked me to temporarily be their HR director, which meant I had to be there every day, interacting <laughs> with the same people, answering the same questions. And it was like, this is why I don't want to be an H in an HR director role. I love assisting HR managers or right. HR directors and helping them to solve problems, but to be there on a day-to-day -day basis, same situation came up just recently where a client asked us to come in and be their interim HR director. And it was like, okay, now I remember why I went into having my own business, being able to direct my own time, being able to really have the opportunity to meet a variety of clients' needs, right. not just be there for one company. And that's really what inspired me and kept me going as being an independent consultant. How big does a business need to be before they need an HR person? Uh, one employee. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> sure. Why is that? Because as soon as you have employees, right. you take on a whole new range of laws and regulations that apply to your business. Right. And so if you aren't in compliance, the opportunity for any of the governmental agencies to come in and audit, for there to be a claim against you by that employee, uh, all of those opportunities become inherent in your business as right. soon as you have that first employee. But if you're just getting going, or you've been a one-person operation and you're starting to do well, you're in years two, three, four, five, and you're able to hire employee one, two, three, or four, you may or may not be able to hire an HR person to come in and help such a small business and something that small. Where can you help a, a business owner that can't you know, yet hire an HR person, but yet there is, especially here in California, there is a litany of, of regulations that right. you have to be compliant for. Right. Well, that's my perfect client. Oh, okay. Because they can't afford an HR person at this point. Oh. They may have someone who helps process some paperwork, maybe does the payroll for right. them, right. but doesn't have the diversity of experience or uh, the expertise right. to answer those questions. And so that's my perfect client. Someone who needs the assistance, they don't have to pay a monthly fee. It's kind of a use it or, or, or and pay for it at that point. It's on an as-needed basis. On an as-needed basis, absolutely. So if they don't need my services, they don't pay anything. If they do need my services, then they pay as they go. And so it's much easier for them to do that and to be able to pick up the phone, know that they have someone that they can trust, that has the right information, can provide them the information they need, and they still get to make the decision about whether to incorporate that information into their businesses or not. Right. I just provide the information, give them the expertise to know how to apply it, mm -hmm. and then let them go from there. So, What kinds of areas of HR do you specialize for the business owner? Okay, um, basically the, the regulatory side of it, um, I have a background in that area. I am California certified. Right. Uh, there are many HR professionals and even consultants here in California 
who are, quote, certified, but it's federal certification. Uh, and as we all know, California goes a lot further and a lot farther than right. federal regulations. And so it's really important to have someone who's certified in California so that we know the California regulations, the California laws. So that's one area that I can assist in. Uh, one of the other ones that I'm, I'm used as an expert in court is for sexual harassment. I do a lot of sexual harassment training. Uh, that also comes into the investigations that I perform for clients is based on usually harassment concerns or mm. discrimination concerns in that regard as well. Um, I also provide a lot of training expertise. So anything from basic supervisory skills and how to be a good supervisor as well as executive coaching. Uh, that's become one of my passions is the executive coaching. I really enjoy dealing with the executives, helping them to you know, really fine tune the skills that they have. Um, and so that's become a real passion of mine recently. So I'm enjoying doing that. In the next segment, we're gonna be talking about that bridge from four employees to five because it's a big jump yeah. in the world of HR. But before we get into that, how can Visioneers get in touch with you? Uh, they can absolutely look onto my website, jwcempowers.com. My byline is empowering the next generation of leaders. And so we kind of capitalized on that and put the JWeb Consulting, JWC, and then the empowers.com. Uh, my email address is drj at jwcempowers, or you can give me a call or text me at 661-747-4386. Social media? Uh, yes, social media. Oh, what are all my I, all my hats there? I don't think I, I don't think I wrote all those down. Um, Not fluffy kitten one four five. No, nothing like that. If, if they just put in J Web Consulting, it will usually pop up. There is J Web Consulting on Facebook. LinkedIn, I believe there's JWeb Consulting as well. I don't remember all my handles and exactly what they are on each website. So, yeah. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. We love the comments that you give us here on Small Business Celebration. And we're going to talk more about that bridge from four to five employees when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching. But are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. We're here with Dr. Juanita Webb, the owner of J Webb Consulting, and our visitor question comes from Brett who asks, Our business currently has four employees and is about to hire a fifth. There is a major shift in California labor law when hiring of the fifth employee. What do I need to watch out for that often gets overlooked? Well, interesting question, and thanks, Brett, for asking that. And interestingly enough, there are five new laws that apply when you go to five employees. So okay. I thought that was an interesting co uh, coincidence that it was five laws that, that now become effective. Right. Um, all businesses, depending on the size of them, have 
certain laws they have to comply with. Right. The minute you have all employers, whether you have employees or not, have to comply with certain things. At each level, five being one of them, things change. Mm. So for an, empl an employer who is now going to have five employees, there's five different things they need to think about. Okay. The first is the ban the box regulation. Ban the box? Ban the box, which means you can't on your application form have a little box that says, have you ever been convicted of a criminal offense? Do you have any felonies? That kind of, you cannot ask that at the time of application. But you can during the interview. Only after the job offer has been made. Uh, then you can is. proceed with a background check and asking if uh, there's anything that would prohibit them okay. from being able to perform. So not until that point, so that it doesn't eliminate people up front before you get all of the details about what the issue is. So that's okay. the first one okay. um, that has an impact on them. Um, the second one, and this is a big one, this went into effect in 2021, was that the California Family Rights Act for medical leave of absence now affects those with five or more employees here in the state of California. And briefly, what is that? Okay, that means that employers with five or more now have to provide 12 weeks of protected leave if an employee needs it to care for themselves because of a serious health condition or care for a family member who has a serious health condition or you've probably heard of the baby bonding right. that applies um, all of that falls under the california family rights act is that paid time off no not okay. through the employer but it does protect that employee's job okay. which means you do have to hold that job for them even if they're out for the full 12 weeks. Got it. Uh, there are a few minor exceptions there, and obviously I would want to talk with someone before they made right. a decision um, on how to do that. But the, the state may pay that employee through state disability insurance or family temporary disability insurance, mm -hmm. but there's no cost to the employer on that, other than if they provide benefits, health insurance benefits, they would have to continue those benefits during that 12 weeks of leave, even okay. though the employee's not there being productive for them. Right, okay. So, yeah, um, so that's uh, the second one. The third one gets into... Um, She's got notes. Yeah, I had to look <laughs> them all up, yeah. Um, the discrimination laws here in the state begin to apply, okay. um, and so that is a concern. And with discrimination also comes harassment, mm -hmm. and so the new requirement that they comply with the sexual harassment training and that's two hours a, a, a year for employers and an hour a year for an employee or? C correct, but it's every two years. Okay. So every two years, an employer with five or more okay. has to provide one hour of sexual harassment training to employees, mm. all employees, and then two hours to anyone who has any type of supervisory management or executive level responsibilities. Um, the important thing there to just be aware of is that that has to be interactive training. Mm -hmm. So just listening to a video. Go watch this on YouTube. Doesn't, go doesn't cut it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There are some services that are available. The state has even made training available, mm -hmm. um, which you can use that's interactive. And so there's free training that can be used. Okay. Again, better option, obviously, is to do live training so that they have an opportunity to ask questions, interact. Which you do. Yes, I do provide right. that type of training. Yes, and I, I enjoy doing that kind of training because it's usually very educational and informational. Right. And the reason it's required every two years is because the laws Let's change in California. Right, 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 sure, right, <laughs> right. right. And so there's always some new expansion, some new aspect 
of the harassment piece that they need to be aware of. Right, okay. Yeah. And, so and the that, fifth? And the fifth one is the pregnancy disability leave, okay. which also applies to California employers um, with five or more employees, which means any female employee who is disabled by pregnancy gets up to four months of protected leave unpaid, right. um, but they still get up to four months of protected leave because of the pregnancy-related issues. And so that's a big one to be aware of as well for employers who are going to five. Now, one of the things that I, I absolutely love is that you're Dr. Webb. I am. And, but it's, it's not an HR. Correct. What's, what's your doctorate in? My doctorate is in theology. Okay. I'm actually applied theology. Um, I, so what's the difference between applied theology and, and ethereal? Well, the, exactly that. It's not just theory, it's right. how to apply it. Okay. It's how to use it, um, how to incorporate that into your daily life, much right. more so than just knowing the theory behind the theology. Why, why on earth did you go through all this? Because this is not something that most people decide to wake up every morning and say, you know, I have to go get my doctorate today. Right. Well, actually, it was I was spurred because a friend of mine was getting his doctorate in education. Okay. Um, and so it really got me interested in going back to school. I, I love school. I, that's right. why I love teaching. Right. Um, and so I decided to go ahead and pursue my master's. And at the time, I could do a combined master's and doctorate. So right. I thought, okay, why not do this? Right. Um, I actually did it later in life. I was in my 50s before I did my doctorate. Congratulations. Yes, so it is something you can always continue to get education and always continue to learn. Right. Um, and just loved it. I, I never had figured out quite what I wanted to do when I grew up, right. but I knew I loved school and I knew I loved studying scripture and learning about how to apply that, and so that's why I pursued it. So let me ask you this. How, how have you applied your doctorate in your business? Uh, well, my doctorate is a, is a doctorate of theology, right. um, so it's not a PhD. Most people think that I have a PhD. No, it's a doctorate of theology. Right. Um, and actually, it, it has been extremely beneficial in the sense that um, I can see things from a variety of perspectives because now I've learned about a, a number of different um, ways to implement religious beliefs or theological beliefs. It's given me a diversity of understanding about other religions and how they apply things, and so the cultures mm. um, and how that has impacted. And now with so much emphasis on diversity, inclusion, right, sure. and improving cultures within the organization, it's really giving me a whole new perspective of being able to do that and assist businesses with improving their culture and understanding how to do that with a basic set right. of principles or beliefs and that that's what you build on to develop that culture and that environment in your business. You know what a consultant is, right? I do know what a consultant is. It's an expert with a briefcase who lives more than 100 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Many of my clients are 250 or more miles away, so that's probably. But this is the stereotype of the consultant. And in your case, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of visionaries that are going, that's great and wonderful, but does she have any employees? Does she practice what she preaches? Do you have any employees? I do have employees. Uh, I do have anywhere from two to six employees, depending on the needs of my clients. Right. And so my employees, 
at many times are um, occasional employees where I bring them on for specific projects right. or specific needs. Uh, because one of the requirements for me is that they be a certified HR professional. Right. And so I don't just bring anyone on to assist my clients. I only bring certified HR professionals in to assist. Right. Um, and so I do have several people that I bring on at various times to assist with client needs or projects, special projects, that kind of thing. Do they help you with contracts? Um, they do not help me with contracts. I do all of the contracting myself. Okay. Um, and so that's been a challenge, but yes. Well, how is that? Uh, well, you know, having a contract with a client, from my perspective, is obviously the first step in building that relationship and building trust on both sides. Right. Because I need them to know what they can expect of me. Mm. I need to know what I can expect from them. And so right. that's why we have a contract, is to have that agreement. Um, and there's been some challenges with that. Um, so. One of my challenges has been that sometimes I'm... Uh, too kind and too generous to allow them to not exactly follow the contract mm. um, and that's gotten me into some difficulties with um, payments from clients and um, being willing for them to follow the contract. I've ended up in small claims court and other situations where you know I'm having to really go after them to try to collect on what they agreed to pay me right, and right, they right. still haven't and so I'm yes I'm working through those a good learning experience for me um, that you know I set the contract for a reason we agreed to certain things and I need to stick with that so that we both know what right. to expect and how to expect the other to behave so this sounds like it's one of those things that's a never-ending challenge absolutely right and it's something that um, you know, even as we speak, there's an, another client who I'm meeting with in the next few days to discuss, okay, here was some contract issues. Right. How do we overcome those? What do, how are we going to work this out? And so it is something that you need to really be concerned about as a new business owner is making sure you have a well-written contract so that those issues are all ironed out before they ever arise. I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> In the next segment, one of the things we're going to be talking about is that very fine line that a lot of business owners have with their HR person of favoring the employee too much or forgetting who signs their paycheck. <laughs> and we're going to talk more about that when we come right back. The reason we're here with Dr. Juanita Webb, the owner of J. Webb Consulting, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out, I know the rules change for employees when you get to number five. What are they and what should I watch out for? So if you've got a question, you've got that, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on our social media pages on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know. Who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. We're here with Dr. Juanita Webb, the owner of J. Webb Consulting, and our visionary question comes from Dean who asks, we're training our new employee in charge of HR. How do I remind her to balance the rights of the employee with the needs of the business without coming across the wrong way? Mm. Excellent question, Dean. And actually, you know, that's one of the challenges for all HR professionals. Mm. That is a very fine line for them to balance the needs of the employer and the needs of the employees. Right. I would say to start with, especially if this is a new 
someone new in your HR department. Would, or you're creating it for the very first time. Or you're time. creating it for the very first time is to have very clear expectations um, of, number one, what your policies and procedures are. So it makes a very clear-cut answer right. on either side. Here's why I'm doing this for the employee or employee, here's why we're doing this for you mm. because that's part of our policies and our procedures. So having well-written policies and procedures, especially as you continue to grow, is extremely valuable. But secondly, making sure that your HR person, especially if they're new in the industry, understands what are the rights of employers? Right. What are the rights of employees? So that you're making sure you're meeting those needs, and that's the job of the HR person, right. is to assure that. And so making sure that they also understand um, you know, when it comes to a which one, which way do I go? Right. You know, we have to balance that. Is the employee's rights weighted heavier, or are the employer rights weighted heavier? We also have to remember. I mean, it is the employer who's paying their paycheck. Um, <laughs> unless so, we forget. Unless we forget. Yeah. I mean, the employer is paying your paycheck, but that doesn't mean that every time you're going to side with the employer, right. you have to be that neutral voice as the HR person to carry both sides and provide neutrality for both, making the employer aware of what's required, letting the employee know what the employer can do, the employer still has to make the decision. It's right. a risk analysis sure. every time. Um, anytime I share with an employer about rules or laws or here's what the regulations say you have to do, but it's up to you to decide how you're going to implement that. And that's my advice to them. I can tell you what you're supposed to do, what best practices are, what the regulations state. It's still up to the, the business owner to decide how they're going to implement that or whether they're going to implement that for their business. I know that if I don't bring this up, I'm going to get a whole bunch of comments. Tell me about Kern County Sherm. Oh, Kern County Sherm. <laughs> um, There's a real, real important reason for this. Yes, excellent organization. And um, what does Kern County Sherm stand for? Uh, Kern County Sherm, KC Sherm, Kern County Society for Human Resource Management. Right. Great organization for all HR professionals to be involved with. They have monthly meetings where you can come and get learning, instruction, insights into current issues. They have a, a legal update coming up shortly where you can come and hear about all of the new laws that are coming up for 2023. And learn the nuance. The nuances yes. of them and how you can apply those to your business. And it helps keep your HR professional up to speed. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the biggest piece for them. Many times those um, the sessions that they have each month are things that some HR professionals have never even considered for their business. Mm. And so to go to those and then they go, oh, I hadn't even thought about that for my business right. and how that applies to my business. And so it's really valuable for them to go and hear about those insights. Have you gone skydiving with any of these members? Uh, not with any of these members. I have encouraged, <laughs> I have encouraged a few other HR professionals who've also gone skydiving. Yeah, one of my passions. I love to, to jump out of those planes that I fly. So, yeah, yeah. I hope you're not flying the airplane and then jumping out. Well, if I have a co-pilot, I'm okay with that. But <laughs> not when I'm the only one in the, the left seat. Well, what, what got you into flying? 
uh, actually, it was something I always wanted to do. Right. This is going to date me, but um, <laughs> actually, it was from watching Sky King okay. as a young child. Wow, um, that, that is a couple days ago. That is a couple days ago, <laughs> watching Sky King. I always thought, that's really cool. He gets to fly the plane. And then I decided uh, when I was beginning to get into my teens, well, maybe I would be a stewardess. You know, that way I got to fly. I thought, but I don't want to be a stewardess. I want to fly, oh, the, plane. fly the plane. <laughs> right. So I finally ultimately learned to uh, fly and got my private pilot's license. So, What have you learned as a pilot and flying a plane that you apply to your business? Oh, that's an excellent question. And there is a great correlation to that. Okay. Actually, you know, the, the everyday tasks that we do and sometimes take for granted, mm -hmm. um, we can't do that. When we're flying, you know, the, the, the routine of having to check the plane, do the walk around and check every aspect of it is critical. The same thing is true in business. Making sure that all of our ducks in a row every single day, right. all of the things that need to be done, we've addressed all of the issues, um, is really important and critical. And following a routine pattern of assuring that it's done correctly. Mm really makes a big difference in the HR realm because so many things are process driven mm -hmm. or regulatory driven, compliance driven. And so making sure that we've got all of our decks in a row, just like I have to do every time I do that walk around on right. the plane, uh, really, really has a big impact on our business. What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? Um, actually, I kind of fell into it, honestly. Um, several years ago, probably about five or six years ago now, I was given the opportunity to do some executive coaching. Um, and so I'm going to focus on that piece. Uh, the other pieces, the educational piece, the doing the training, those kinds of things I've done for years, having right. been in the classroom, having been in education. Um, so that was kind of an enjoyment all along. I love doing that piece. But the, the most recent piece where I've really just fallen in love with doing it is the executive coaching. Um, and it was about five years ago when I was given the opportunity with a company in the Northern Valley uh, to come in and work with their executive team and their board to do some coaching. Uh, they were struggling and needed some really fine tuning on how to deal with things, how to handle things. That's what gets me up every morning is like another opportunity. And the fact that every time I pick up the phone from a client calling, I never know what's on the other end of that line. There's going to be a question. There's going to be some situation. It's like, oh, let me think about that one. <laughs> sure, right. I've never had that one. <laughs> That's one thing about HR. It's never the same from one day to the next. There's never the same questions or issues that come up. And so that's just a challenge for me. And I enjoy that kind of a challenge of having to think through something new. How do we handle this? How do I advise this customer or client to be able to you know, effectively deal with this issue? So, If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Well, you can use my website. It's jwcempowers.com. Uh, you can text me at my um, direct line, 661-747-4386. My email address is drj at jwcempowers. And those are some opportunities and ways you can get in touch with me. Dr. Webb, this has been a privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. It's been a pleasure, Michael, and thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you. And we'll be right back with my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. 
Give Claru Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Claru Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at clarutire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Claru Tire at 661-324-6069 today. Why can't you? One of the things I've been talking about and thinking about is what our plans for Small Business Celebration are for next year. And this has also been a conversation I've been having with numerous other visioneers and business owners who are doing the same thing, thinking about their business for next year. And one of the things, one of the refrains that keeps coming up is, Michael, don't you know that there's a recession coming? And some might even argue that we're already in a recession and one of the things that we can always rely on is history is taking a look back in history and one of my favorite stories about recessions and depressions happened in 1932 when Henry Ford and the Ford Motor Company came out with a 32 Ford now the critics thought he was nuts because at the time it was a brand new V8, it had a whole new body styling and a whole bunch of other technical advancements that really made the vehicle superior to anything else on the planet. And yet in 1932, that was the height of the depression in the United States, 25% unemployment and soup lines and the whole nine yards. Why would Henry Ford come out with a vehicle at the height of the depression? Well, one of the things to keep in mind is, yes, there was 25% unemployment, but there was 75% employment. Now, this lesson in history was very recently re-illustrated to us with COVID, when we discovered that even with all the shutdowns, all the challenges that we as business owners had during COVID, COVID did not affect everybody, every, every business equally. Yes, there were plenty of businesses that had hardships and difficulties, but there were a lot of other business owners that did very, very well. So as we go into the new year and all the warning flags of the coming recession are here, and like I said, some may even argue we're already in a recession, Keep in mind, plan for next year. That's one of the reasons we were talking with Dr. Webb today was, do I need to add employees? How many employees do I need to add? What kind of growth do I want to or expect to see in the new year? After all, in a recession, not all businesses are created equal. Some will do better than others. So why can't your business? Why can't your business do better? Why not you? I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Dr. Juanita Webb, the owner of J. Webb Consulting. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. 
If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.